sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. We have had a very long and happy partnership with the premier magazine of religious liberty titled simply Liberty Magazine, and it has a new editor. So welcome to Freedom's Ring, my guest and old friend, Bettina Krauss. Thank you so much, Alan. It's great to be here. And yes, I have been on the program before, but now I'm wearing a different hat. Indeed. Although, uh, since we're on Zoom, I can see that you're not wearing any hat at all. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) A metaphorical hat. Metaphorical hat. All right. So, um, well, first, a little bit about your background. Now, I do hear an accent. I'm sure our listeners can as well. They may think I have an accent, too. I used to argue with my cousins about that, whether which one of us had an accent. But um, how is it that you come to such a a vital role Mm. of editing the nation's premier journal on religious liberty? You know, it's it's interesting, but yes, I do have a more distinct accent than you, Alan, I believe. Um, <laughs> mine's a little more southern than yours, as in the southern hemisphere. I do come from Australia originally. I went to law school in Australia. And it's interesting because my interest in religious liberty, even though it is not constitutionally such a, a big topic in Australia, I was always interested in it. In fact, my honours thesis at law school was focused on comparing the American constitutional protections for religious freedom with those in Australia. So when I moved to the United States 20-something years ago, um, that was where my interest interest gravitated to. And so in my working life, I have worked for organizations that have been focused on First Amendment issues, um, including most recently as Government Affairs Director for the Seventh-day Adventist World Church, representing the church on issues of religious liberty on Capitol Hill and with international organizations that are located in Washington, D.C. So, yes, my accent is Australian, but my interest is firmly rooted in the constitutional fabric of religious freedom here in the United States. Well, when we first met, I recall you were working with another frequent guest of mine on the show, Professor Nicholas Miller, at the Council on Religious Freedom. And we were at the Supreme Court together when Nick and I were sworn in as members and argued a a very significant First Amendment case there before the Supreme Court. So I was thinking it's been 20-some years since you've been here and, and working largely in religious liberty and communications work. Um, so now you have a leadership role in with respect to this magazine. Tell me some of your thoughts, yeah. dreams, aspirations, goals. You know, you've given some thoughts, I'm sure, and have some excitement about the potential yeah. for this magazine. I'll shut up and listen to what's on your heart. I'm definitely excited about the challenge ahead. Um, you know, and part of my preparation in um, assuming this role as editor of Liberty Magazine was to go back and look through the archives because, as you know, Liberty Magazine has a very long, unusually long history 
of defending and promoting religious freedom. You know, 1886, the very first publication, it was then called the American Sentinel. Um, it published its first issue. And it's so interesting to me because when I look at the purpose statement, the mission statement that was published in that very first edition, if you strip out the flowery 19th century language, it would easily find a place within um, Liberty Magazine of 2021 because it, it basically outlines the premise on which Liberty operates, which is we're defending and promoting religious freedom and the right to exercise um, our faith, to worship freely as a basic human right. And we believe that that right is best protected within a constitutional arrangement that separates out religious activity from civil activity and and the civic realm. And that purpose has sort of been the guiding, I guess, the lodestar of Liberty Magazine through the decades, right from 1886 to today. Um, and it has changed remarkably little, in fact, not at all. But what has changed is the landscape around around liberty. And so the issues that it needs to engage with are constantly dynamic. Um, and, and that, I guess, is the challenge for me coming into this role, to speak to these issues in a way that is relevant to the challenges and realities of our time, while still maintaining this strong anchor in our core values. Well, I don't think you'll have any problem there. You know, I've been here, uh, well, we've been recording Freedom's Ring now for what, uh, I want to say 20 some years. I'm going to pull back up a document here. It should tell me what year we're in, right. 20 something. But over the course of, you know, almost three decades of doing this, right. there's never a dull moment. There's never a time when there are no religious liberty challenges or no new ways to think about how do we best protect religious liberty or, or what are the opportunities. Right. It may be in a legislature. It may be in the courts. It may be in in the public sector, in, in media. But there's always. But now uh, you and I were talking before we started recording about the challenges religious freedom is facing in the digital age. Yes. Why don't you speak to that for a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, when you look back in the last couple of decades, you see 9-11. That was certainly sort of a point of inflection for religious freedom and the discussion around religious freedom. I think in our day is the growth of digital media and its use in society that has become another inflection point where we... We can't talk about religious freedom in a way that isolated from, um, from these huge social media platforms. We have to change our paradigms of thinking. Um, you know, because there's this whole, there's a number of issues that sort of fall under the umbrella of, of digital governance that impact religious freedom. Because on one hand, you have digital authoritarianism, which is you know, archetypal China, which is developing the technology, the artificial intelligence, the uh, ubiquitous cameras in public places, the facial recognition technology that allows them to to recognize and isolate people of minority faith or minority ethnicity that they want to control. And China is not only um, developing this technology, it is exporting both its ideas and its technology 
to other repressive regimes. And this is a documented phenomenon that, that we have to face up to and engage with. So you have that under this umbrella, but then you also have the issue of these digital platforms as being now the, um, the, I guess the incubators of violence, of religious violence in some countries. You know, just in the past 12 months, you've got Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, um, Myanmar, India, all these places where you have these examples of horrific violence against religious and ethnic minorities that have been perpetrated and exacerbated by social media. So, you know, you have that under the rubric of digital governance. And then you have something closer to home, which is the whole issue of how do you govern digital platforms? How do you enforce community standards such as Facebook's community standards? Is it content moderation or is it censorship? You know, at big platforms, are they private corporations or should they be regulated as common carriers um, and public accommodations? And so you have these um, issues that are very closely related to free speech, which, which of course is a cornerstone human right for religious freedom. Um, and so that also comes under the rubric of, you know, this new digital landscape that presents these challenges for religious, religious freedom. So I see um, liberty, part of its challenge is taking um, the analysis and the paradigms that we've used in the past to understand religious freedom and bringing them now into this new landscape and really wrestling with those issues and seeing how those age-old or, or centuries-old principles should be reinterpreted and applied in the current context. Wow. Uh, so many thoughts, you know, listening to what you're saying. You know, you started by pointing out kind of the authoritarian impulse and, and how China is utilizing technology. And it strikes me that it's even today progressed far beyond even what George Orwell had imagined mm -hmm. in, in 1984. Um, granted, we're several decades past 1984 now. But, um, uh, you know, I have to give a shout out for a documentary called uh, The Social Dilemma, oh, I believe it's yes. called. Yes. Because what Americans need to understand is that our attitudes are, and values even are frequently being manipulated and shaped at very fundamental levels by artificial intelligence, by social media, and we have to be aware of the manipulation if we're going to keep kind of our own intellectual and spiritual integrity, you know, because the systems are driving us yes. um, in certain directions, right, uh, to more extreme uh, directions. So we both create and are created by our, uh, the algorithms right? that we <laughs> that we develop in our own social media bubble. So I imagine you're going to be addressing some of these topics in the pages of Liberty Magazine, uh, but you're you're putting your first issue to bed. Are any of these topics uh, being covered in this upcoming issue of Liberty? Yes, actually. Um, Jason Thacker, who is uh, Chair of Research and Technology um, at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission here in Washington, D.C., 
Um, he was actually one of the advisors that helped uh, Facebook set up its oversight board, bringing a Christian perspective to that. He's contributing an article on digital authoritarianism, giving us this broad overview of what's happening internationally. And um, that's actually going to be a series uh, that I'm working on with him that will take us through over the coming year. We're going to do three articles exploring different aspects of the challenges presented by the digital media to religious freedom. That's that's one article I'm excited to have in Liberty. Another is I did an, an interview with Ambassador Sam Brownback, uh, who is our most recent ambassador at large for international religious freedom at the U.S. State Department. And it was a great interview. I've unfortunately had to cut the interview down to almost half, but I'm going to post some of the excerpts of our Zoom conversation on the Liberty website. And, you know, you may not agree with his politics. Many people don't. But I think you have to acknowledge his commitment and effectiveness in advocating for people of all faith and no faith in the international sphere. He's been fearless and energetic. And I really enjoyed the conversation, getting an insight into some of the geopolitical concerns that the State Department faced uh, during his tenure. Um, and some of the rationale, the thinking behind some of the decisions they made in how they approached religious freedom as a tool of U.S. foreign policy. So that's another um, interesting article that will be in the next issue. Well, I am excited to, I'd like to see that whole interview. That is very exciting to me, and I'm sure much more to come. Whenever there's a change there's new energy, and I can see you're going to bring some wonderful new energy to Liberty Magazine. We're out of time. Our guest has been the new editor of Liberty Magazine, Bettina Krauss, and the web address for Liberty is libertymagazine.org? That's the one. Okay, libertymagazine.org. And we certainly encourage our listeners to go there. This, of course, has been Freedom's Ring. And as we close, friends, remember, we don't just talk about religious freedom here at Freedom's Ring. We help those suffering religious discrimination, especially in the workplace. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.